Welcome back to OK Podcast. My name is Hayden. My name is Kamila. And we are back with a really awesome topic for you guys. Bunny wanted me to bring back the interesting topic. And I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, Bunny. It is not happening. I'm done with that. Yeah, we're going to have to do it for a special Patreon, um, paid for <laughs> episode. Okay. <laughs> It'll be just for Bunny. I will, I will, in fact, I will make an entirely new episode just for Bunny so I can have that. You gotta make a special tier. <laughs> so today on our episode, we are covering a lot of cool things. A lot of really awesome Kawaii Spotlight releases yeah. are coming out. A lot of awesome events are coming up. And for today's episode, we are talking about J Fashion in Distance. So as people in J Fashion, we know how hard it can be to find other people interested in the same thing that we are. But it can be even more difficult when your substyle is rare, even within your own community or subculture. Or when you live so far away from the other community members that meeting them in person is virtually impossible. What do you do then? Today, we're going to be talking with Raina about how she overcomes these problems. Raina is the coordinator for the Chicago Kauai Rebels Club and an avid member of the gal fashion type. Before we get into that, though, y'all know the drill by now. We're going to hop into our events for this month. First off, we have A Night in Transylvania, an old-school gothic dinner and wine. You can join the Chicago Lolita community on October 13th, 2018 for an elegant old-school gothic Lolita and vampire dinner at the historic <laughs> public landing restaurant in Lockport. Ooh, I love Lockport, Illinois. Really? Yeah, I went there for a concert, and it's, like, super steampunky. This is the perfect oh, place. Oh, that's so cool. You can reminisce about the velvet-filled days we all long for over dinner and wine and curb your bloodlust with sweets and the company of our brood. I'm very, very tempted to go. I know. Like, I'm just like, I have no outfit for this, but... I will help you. Oh, really? Like, I am a goth <laughs> on the side. Like, when I'm not doing J-Fashion, I am a goth. I can help. I can hook you up. Yes, I will thank hook you. you up. We can go. <laughs> we will make this happen. All right. The evening will include dinner served for each attendee, courses to be decided by the group. They can accommodate vegetarian and gluten-free tastes, a glass of wine with each dinner, ooh, virgin cocktails if under 21 or preferred. God oh, that's going to be me. That's going to be me. It's going to have to be me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm almost there. I'm so close. And then there's a cash bar, homemade desserts following dinner, Ooh. professional photo booth with full-size oh. coffin and vampire hunter kit. Oh, my God. So are we coming as vampires or are we coming as hunters? You know, there are probably going to be both and there's going to be some really awesome photo shoots yeah, happening. Yeah, definitely. Now I want like a Van Helsing cosplay <laughs> just so I can be there and be like, I'm going to kill everyone. Anyways. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, cord contest with multiple prizes. The theme for this event is old school gothic and vampire. Cord contest will be based around best vampire, best old school, and best overall. Bring out your most luscious velvet or ghoulish lace monster. <laughs> All right. Buckle up those platforms and join them in the afterlife for an evening of gothic decadence. The cost for this event is $60 per person, uh, and that does cover the food, the photo booth, all that good stuff that you're getting. To reserve your spot, uh, use PayPal to send a payment to kl.hinkle, that is H-I-N-K-L-E, at yahoo.com via friends and family payment. The cutoff date to join the event is September 28th, so hop on it. You got a little less than two months to go. To reserve your spot, all payments must be received by the 28th of September. The max amount of attendees is 40 people. Hop on it. Ooh. I'm going to have to hop on this. Oh, yeah. my goodness. I'm going to have to look. Sometimes um, when they have, like, events like that, they'll write down the names in the about, like, to say, like, okay, this many spots left or something. Oh, like, okay. So maybe if we look at the Facebook page, we'll know, like, how soon we need to get on this. But I feel like this is going to be a really popular event. Oh, Sounds yeah. Really I'm going to hop. I'm hopping on this. And the dinner will be in a private room for the group. 
Otakon Fashion Show and Lolita Garden event is the next thing we're going to be talking about here. The Lolita Garden is where Lolitas and fashionistas can come to relax, socialize, and have fun. Lolita Garden and attendees can look forward to card games, Lolita photo shoots, and solo concertos. Ooh, wow. Mm. Sounds fancy. Members can also look forward to the Lolita Swap Meet where you can... Bring your Lolita items and swap them for other items. No items are to be purchased or sold, only swapped. Ooh, wow, interesting. This is strict. Yeah. At night, we will be playing the ever popular Lolita Bingo, Ooh. where you can try your luck and have a chance to win a prize. Both the Lolita Garden and Fashion Show will be happening on Saturday, August 11th. Otakon is in Washington, D.C. So if you guys are down there right now, hello. Yeah. You guys have a good time. <laughs> so that is all that we have for our uh, events coming up for this month. But next, we are going to move on to our Kawaii Spotlight. And we have quite a few things for you going on. Uh, Angelic Pretty is dropping some hardcore bombs right now. Ooh. Justin, like, they're releasing, like, four or five different things at a time. Like, <gasps> It's wild how many things they're releasing right now. We got Sugar Cross, My Favorite Room, and Letter Doll releases, plus the summer sale is going on right now. So we're going to take a look at Sugar Cross. So Sugar Cross comes in a A-line OP, like a baby doll top OP, oh, nice. which comes in black, purple, pink, and white. No sacks. I'm sorry if you guys like sacks. There's no sack. I always yeah. wanted to get one of those like most like mostly black background mm-hmm. and then like pink or pastel like patterns on top of it. I've never gotten it, but I've always liked that. This release is super cute. There is a jumper skirt that they have mm-hmm. that also comes in the four main colors. Again, no sacks. But the print has these really beautiful cross design on it, like super gothic cross but it's an interest like all the crosses are in pastel colors yeah so it's (laughs) it's bittersweet Bittersweet. (laughs) yeah (laughs) and And i'm sure it could be used for yami kawaii oh totally and it also comes in a long sleeve or i should say three quarters half sleeve op yeah has a nice kind of like i don't want to call it a bib kind of thing but it's like the back of a sailor collar but on the front which is interesting but i love the design it's super sweet looking uh angelic pretty is also releasing my favorite room or i'm sorry they have released my favorite room and for the most part it's sold out already oh my god (laughs) yeah it's gone pretty fast so if you guys want you can probably get some accessories or the little stationery set that they have in july yes yeah uh that was my little mistake we went through and I thought it was coming out this month. But they are going to be releasing Letter Doll. And Letter Doll is going to be released uh, today, actually, or the day that this episode is going to be released. It looks really like 50s retro from the preview that I'm looking at. Yeah, it does. Like, even, like, the background for, like, the model and everything, it's definitely, like, Retro bar. Yeah. Diner. Super cute. Digging it. If you guys Mm -hmm. are into, like, the poodle skirts then this might be the one for you yeah it's really interesting how lolita and that retro 50s look kind of like lines up sometimes and angelic pretty is also having their summer sale it started last month on the second there's no set time to when it's ending as far as i can see but a lot of their items are on sale if you guys have had your eyes on certain uh Designs like Dessert Berry or Wonder Patisserie or even the Sweet Dream One Piece. All of those things are on sale right now. They're being slashed like crazy. Some of these are 50% off. Uh, So go check that out if you are looking. Niall Perch has some summer releases for us. One of the summer releases is Tiny Heart Tool Long One Piece. Keep in mind, this is all Google Translate. Yeah, so so that probably if they really translated it they probably wouldn't have it sound like that that's like basically elements of what it is (laughs) and this one specifically looks like 
it's taking a lot from a lot of the trendy stuff that's been going on. Um, oh, yeah, those sheer overdresses. Yeah, and, like, I've been seeing a lot of those. The brand, the sewing brand Cut Sew released mm-hmm. a pattern on how to make this, actually. Like, oh. how to make something similar. Similar, right. So, it's really interesting. I thought it would be, I think it would be good for, like, cult party. Yeah, exactly. Okay. The Yume Kawaii look that yeah. everyone's going for. Mm-hmm. And then they have a, like... <laughs> <laughs> what it trans what Google translates to big print T new pattern, but that's probably not what it's called. It it looks like it's like kind of like an all over print, mm-hmm. like straw it has a strawberry pattern against like a gingham. Mm-hmm. Red gingham. Red gingham background and then like a nice lace collar, like a ruffly collar. So it's kinda like a fancy T shirt. <laughs> this one in the description is called Futagol Rabbit. But again, it's that all over print and it's a blue and pink plaid with a blue and pink bunny printed on it, like plushy bunny. And they have like 3D bows on them. It's fresh. Organza's huff blouse. (laughs) These are funny. These are very funny. Yeah. So that's probably not the name of it, but it looks like a, a really sheer pink short sleeve blouse it's a button up and it's got really cute like bow on the right collar it comes in red light blue yeah they have a lighter pink version and like a hotter pink version very cute a lot of their the nile perch stuff seems to be centered around kind of like strawberry themed this time around which Mm -hmm. i think is really cool nile perch is my favorite brand ever like i love almost everything they release so i am really hyped for these releases and i might have to see if there's like stuff on sale that i can the uh shopping service i might have to look for shopping service stuff and then next up acdc rag has done another collaboration with the new powerpuff girls they're releasing a lot of stuff there are several different t-shirt prints several different zip-up parkas several flared shirts several long t-shirt dresses and several t-shirts that are like all themed there seems to be four or five different prints we have the three centered around bubbles blossom and Mm -hmm. buttercup And then there's this dark black one and a darker purple one. Oh, that's cool. We got Mojo Jojo in the mix. Yeah, the dark black is a Mojo Jojo, which I think is rad. That's really interesting. It's it's rare that you get like clothing and stuff centered around Mojo Jojo. Super. And then the dark purple, oh, it's centered around all of them. Mm -hmm. And I guess like the unicorn stuff that they've been doing in the cartoon. I don't Uh, watch the cartoon. Yeah. mm. I'm kind of like wondering if the newer cartoon is more popular in Japan. Japan than it is here, maybe. Possibly. I mean, I watched the original Powerpuff Girls religiously. Mm -hmm. It was like, it was a family thing for us. Right. And then I started watching Powerpuff Girls Z, I think it was. The anime one. That was really cute. So I, yeah, I think that the new show might be more popular in Japan just because of the the cultural exchange that we have. So I think they're really cute. Oh, also like an addition, like ACC Rag at Anime Expo came out with all these really cute yukatas. Oh, really? Yeah, they revealed them at Anime Expo. So they have like like ones that are themed around cats. Like I think you have two Ooh. of them that are cats, like ones that's on a black pattern. And then they have one that's more pastel that's like kind of dreamy in the clouds pattern. At the fashion show, I wore the candy primary color. It's like really colorful. That Yukata, like I really wanted it after I wore it. I was just <laughs> like, oh man. That's super cool. Yeah. I didn't have, I didn't see that. Yukata. Oh my gosh, that is super yeah. cute. Okay, we're going to take a look at these then. Uh, Everybody really liked the one that was the eyeball pattern. I mm-hmm. think that's really like guro karai. Yeah, that's super guro. And like some of these are just super, super sweet. I could, yeah, I can see you wearing the candy one. Yeah. That is so <laughs> you. That is definitely you. Oh my God. Yes, they're cats. 
what yeah. there are cats on these yukatas this is something i've never seen before we have rainbows and unicorns and stars yeah. on another and then we do also have some more classic ones where yeah. it's not as pronounced it's a nice black and red design yeah but there's also acdc rag like their logo is on there but yeah. it's that's really cool i am digging these yukata Right, and I really love the photos that they took for them, too, both at the fashion show and when they got back from the fashion show, I saw these all, all these new photos come out for mm-hmm. it, too. So. They're, like, also super affordable. Like, on Rakuten, they're only 50 bucks. Like, yeah. That is amazing. I got my yukata in Japan. Like, everything, which was an obi, shoes, and yukata was, like, $200. Oh. Yeah, so, like, this is amazing. I'm going to have to hit it up. Go right. to Rakuten or Tokyo Otaku Mode yeah. now. Like, I might get one just, like, I feel like, oh, no, but summer is ending so soon here. Like, why should I get it now? But I'm also thinking, like, but next year, what am I going to wear? Yeah. It's always going to be that excuse. <laughs> Personal kawaii spotlight. <laughs> Super um. interested. <laughs> Hard Decora and Puvathel have been working on this collaboration called Hard Candy, where we're combining like my candy Decora aesthetic with the Yami Kawaii aesthetic that Puvathel is like so great at. Also, like I don't have like so much like accessories, but Puvathel is so great at like making these different accessories and um, putting them together. So I think like both of our like skills kind of like really shine in this Mm -hmm. i made um some designs for like some laser cut items and some of the enamel pins with a little like black girl yami kawaii like candy nurse and puvathel made like made some laser cut items and also designed this really awesome belt for the collaboration as well. The collaboration is going to be coming out August 17th on, I believe, both of our websites, but please make sure you pay attention to our social media, Facebook, Instagram, for the final link. We also have, like, a price list up. Like, I did T-shirts, so I have, like, a black colorway for my T-shirt that features a candy nurse saying um, sweet therapy, which is basically my idea of just, like, therapy through candy (laughs) so so yeah so it's a pretty um funky theme i really like it i dig it colorful colorful yammy quite i've seen the strawberries (laughs) i love them yeah they're like little strawberry not cabochons but like um they're laser cut pieces that instead of regular seeds they're the the plus sign yeah they're super cute and i love them so much yeah, I I really like everything that came out of this and it's really like um the necklace and the bracelet like has like a bunch of stuff on it so I feel like it can appeal to either style. It's got black and blue, black and purple, black and pink. So it's like whatever colors you want to use with it, you can you can use it. It's very versatile. Awesome. So we are about to jump into our guest segment, but before we do that, we do have a couple things we want to talk about. First off is our Patreon. As most of you are aware of by now, we do have a Patreon up and running. When you do sign up to become a patron, we've actually updated it. We have two tiers now. The first Mm -hmm. one is just a dollar, and that way you can contribute to the show. You can ask questions for our guests. You get to learn who the guest is ahead of time, know what we're going to be talking about and if you want to send in questions for our guests we can depending on how big our patreon gets we might have to scale that down a little bit just to be sure we're getting some on-key questions or on-topic questions right but for the most part your question will be asked like one did this time around from yolanda hill thank you yolanda for being a patron it was a really good question too yeah (laughs) super good question and then we also have a three dollar tier which when you become a three dollar patron you get that extra bonus content 
So we always do some extra content either about the topic or with our guests for that month. So you will get that extra content and you also are able to contribute to the show. Mm -hmm. And our next few guests are going to be like really good. Mm -hmm. It's going to be really fun. (laughs) Yes, it's going to be great what we're talking about next month. So if you are interested, hit up our Patreon. There are links down below. There are links in our Facebook. Please hit us up. We really appreciate everything that you guys give back to us um, because the show is supported completely out of pocket. And when you do contribute monetarily, we are able to pay those uh, subscription fees for SoundCloud easier. We are able to go to more places to bring you back info about them, which we do in this month's extra patron content. So if you guys want (laughs) to hear what we did in the last month, hit us up. And then next, we have our first sponsor. Yeah, our first ever sponsor is Local Ambition. Local Ambition is a St. Louis-based model competition show. The show has had featured articles in the Huffington Post and France's Runway Magazine. What sets Local Ambition apart from other model competitions is the casting. They cast women of all different shapes, sizes, and ages. Representation is so important in the media, and I think it's really awesome that Local Ambition is doing its part. Local Ambition is always pushing the boundaries of what reality television is. In fact, it's morphed into a competition with the drama of a soap opera. This makes the road open to uh, dramatic kidnappings, murder plots, and even death. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Oh, wow, that sounds fun. (laughs) So if you like fashion as well as intrigue, check out Local Ambition. Go to www.alwayslatetv.com to stay updated. The newest season is set to air September 17th, so mark it on your calendars. And without further ado, let's throw it over to our guest segment. Today in our booth, we have Raina, an actual live human person, which we haven't done in quite a while. Usually we have Skype guests, but Raina is joining us in the booth. Raina is the coordinator for the Chicago Kauai Rebels Club, and she's an avid member of the Gal Fashion subtype. Today we're going to be talking with her about J Fashion in distant communities. How are you doing, Raina? I am pretty good. How are you guys today? I'm doing oh. good. I'm like a little sleepy, but I also like oh, drink no. some. Wake up. I drank some Red Bull, so I'm probably a little loopy. <laughs> I, I'm always tired, and I'm dealing with a head cold, so it's oh, like double yeah. tired. All right, so the first question that we have for you, Reyna, is one that we typically give to all of our guests. Uh, where did you start in J Fashion, and where has it led you to? Um, well, actually, many people don't know this. I started as a decora when I was about 14 years old, and I was super, <laughs> super into it. Um, I used to go to school dressed up like to the nines in the middle of summer, um, you know, I've multiple pairs of pictures. <laughs> I'm just like, wow. Yeah, awesome. multiple pairs of socks, <laughs> all of that. And um, that's actually where I started. And I remember about my junior year of high school, that's when I kind of discovered Gyaru fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would have been about 2011. So at the height of like the gal boom in Japan and in the West. But I actually did not start following Gyaru fashion until summer of 2013. It was really just a, uh, I guess, a grab for something to give my life meaning. Mm -hmm. Um, Because at that point, I would say I was pretty low and fashion was always something that um, I felt could pull me out of those deep, dark depressions. Mm -hmm. And I went to Gal specifically because it was a very sexy but empowering fashion. I felt like I did not have the look to be cute and small and petite, but I still Mm -hmm. wanted to be cute. Mm -hmm. And Gal kind of gave that to me in a way that Decora didn't and Lolita couldn't, even though I had tried it before. Mm -hmm. Um, So I really felt at home with Gal once I started it. And it gave me a gateway to up my makeup skills, which at that point had been non-existent. Right, us decoras, we kind of just like, yeah, we just got like a finger <laughs> smudge of like color right here. We're good. And Absolutely. Stickers. <laughs> yeah, so if I showed you my eyebrows back then, oh my goodness, we'd, we'd have to throw up a Hail Mary. But 
now, but, but it was also before Instagram, eyebrows, and all that. We, we weren't even up on the eyebrow game as a whole society. Perhaps not <laughs> you, but my mother was all about oh, her really? eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> so I definitely got them arched and shaped for prom. Uh, nice. Yeah, but that was kind of why I grabbed onto Gal. It was a way of um, expressing, I guess, the sexiness that I felt uh-huh. was inherent within me in a cute and in-your-face way. Now, uh-huh. I have a quick question, a bit off the script, just for anyone who is not familiar with gal fashion or gyaru for people who are used to it being seen that way in uh, the katakana. How would you describe gal fashion? Because it's not one that is super, super well-known today, I think. Just not a whole lot of people know about it as much. That's very difficult. But if I had to condense it to a sentence or two, I would say gal fashion is about taking cuteness and turning it into a weapon of femininity, fun. It's very much about being who you want to be for you and not for the Mm -hmm. gaze of men. Yeah. Oh, you said the gaze, and I just, like, that's where my mind cut off. I was like, being you, but not for the the gay. What what about the gays? What did, what, what did we do to you? But sorry. Anyways. Yeah. But um. Yeah. Just real rebellion. Um. Is where it started. And many people, you know, when they think, oh, I'm going to rebel and not dress for the gaze of men, they think, oh, I'm going to make myself look very rough, and mm. repelling. And Gyaru especially certain subsets of it it is about repelling. But some of it is very repelling of most strong men are not into hair and makeup and eyelashes and color contacts Mm. and nails and heels all the time, you know, and a tan and always going out and being wild with your friends. So it's very, it's a very feminist fashion in the, the base of it. But... The basics of gyaru fashion are different than other fashions because there are, I would say, off the top of my head, at least 10 different substyles. Mm-hmm. But what is always consistent is color contacts, upper eyelashes, bottom lashes, and a contour with a very heavy blush. Mm-hmm. The face is most important in gal, not the clothes. Unlike in Fairy K, Decora, Lolita fashion, Visual K, where it's about the clothes, Mm -hmm. um, in Gyaru fashion, if I were to be here in sweats but my face was done, you would look at me and go, wow, she's very gal. Right. So that's something that's very different. That's usually very hard for people to grasp. Um, When they're like, yeah, I bought my first gal clothes. And for me, I'm like, all my clothes are gal clothes because I'm gal. That's really interesting. That's that's nice. What is the gal community like in America? Um, In America, it's very interesting. At this moment, I would say it's very low key. Mm -hmm. Um, My gyaru circle, Blackout, we are, I would say, probably one of the more populous groups with our five people. (laughs) Um, I know that there is one on the East Coast, um, 109 Degrees. I think they have about five people as well. Oh, okay. Um, is is that a playoff of Shibuya 109? Yes, yeah. it is. Okay, cool. <laughs> I wanted to wanted to make sure I was getting my my puns right. Yeah, but um, my Gyarusa, three of us live in the Chicagoland area. The other two, one is in Grove, Oklahoma, and the other is in Fort Collins, Colorado. So we're very very spread out oh. because at this point in time, since the end of the gal boom, I would say in about 2012, 2013, people have left the fashion and the lifestyle, which mm-hmm. that comes with growing up. But um, in America, it's very different than I would say in Europe or in Japan, because mm-hmm. in America, generally the only time that you are with other gyaru is at anime conventions. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas in Japan, in the Middle East, like Israel, and in the European communities, 
because they're so much closer together, seems infinite to us because, you know, I have to drive 11 hours to go see my circle member, whereas they can take a two-hour train being, you know, three countries over and see the rest of their members. You know, there it's kind of looked down upon to just be a convention gyaru. But here to it's be lifestyle. Yeah, but here it's it's lighter, it's more casual because we understand. You know, we don't see each other. Also, American culture is a little different. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as people looking different goes, it's not a big deal to not be like lifestyle. Right. But for the most part, yeah, American gyaru we typically meet at conventions. Um, maybe once or twice a year we'll meet yeah. outside of them but we are pretty centrally um online and convention only so that actually leads really well into our next question which is how do you keep in touch with uh fashion trends in the gal community since it is so spread out and since they are originating pre- predominantly in japan um well what is interesting with the gal community now is that the Western community, those of us not in Japan, do not follow Japanese trends anymore. Hmm. Um, simply because Gyaru in Japan is in a different state than it was five years ago. Simply wearing any sort of color contacts and maybe some light falsies on top, you will be called gal in Japan. Mm. Whereas the Western standard is much heavier mm-hmm. and much you know, more intense so I feel our like that's a trend in a lot of different fashions like we must be OTT America. <laughs> <laughs> Bigger is better of yeah. course. <laughs> um but yeah, I would say that we are we don't normally follow Japanese trends. Now what's interesting is that currently Black Diamond Gyarusa, which is like the biggest most well-known current gal circle in Japan, yeah. they um made an effort to bring back early 2000s gal fashion, which mm-hmm. is Alba Rosa. Select so like the more Ganguro Mamba look, um, right. tanner skin, you know, uh, lighter makeup, lighter in terms of hue, not in terms right. of intensity. <laughs> um, and at right around the same time, I think completely independent, the Israeli gyaru oh, yeah. started also doing Ganguro and Mamba makeup. But it was it was very much independent of each other. Yeah. Because I could see both happening at the same time, but they obviously weren't feeding off of each other. Mm-hmm. And because of the Israeli gyaru, and they're so amazing at what they do, then I've started seeing other like American gals and European gals doing mamba, yamamba, gangro, um, old school gal fashion. And citing Akipoyo Gyarusa, which is the Israeli group, mm-hmm. instead of Black Diamond. Oh, wow. Interesting. So they're they're getting more name for themselves than the actual, like, originator. Exactly. I think Americans and when Western Gyaru look to Gyaru fashion, we like the OTT. Yeah. We like the over-the-top, the gaudy, the flashy. And yeah. right now, Gyaru fashion is very much in line with, I would say, most Western fashion in that it's very Kardashian-esque. Minimalism Mm -hmm. is what it is. Mm -hmm. Now, yeah, in Japan, you might get bigger silhouettes, a different kind of feel, but it's all about minimalism at this point in time. And what is important to note about gal fashion is is that it was always meant to be trendy. Mm -hmm. And if the current trend is minimalism... Then it's going to go with that. Yeah. But all the Westerners, we liked it because it was the very opposite of Mm. minimalism. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's interesting to say like, oh yeah, I follow this Japanese sub-style and subculture, but I don't follow the Japanese trends anymore. Mm -hmm. Right. It's kind of like vintage alternative fashion (laughs) sort of thing. I don't know. Retro. Yeah. I don't know what to. It's very throwback. Throwback. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Absolutely. So in that case, how would you describe like the American gal aesthetic right now? Most Americans that I know tend to do what is called kuro gyaru. Um, which tends to be the flashier of most um, substyles. So we have our coveted item, which is a dia belt. It's a very, it's a leather belt with lots of diamonds, gold, chains. It's mm-hmm. a very excessive mm-hmm. belt. 
my favorite tops um, have fur and chains on them. You know, it's right. it's very excessive. It's funny, my partner Rob, he's always said you would feel very at home in Texas. Because <laughs> he's always said to me about oh, yeah, like... Yeah, it does have like, some of a Texas vibe. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what he's always said to me about my look. He was like, yeah, people in Texas would love you. Especially <laughs> in Dallas. He's like, yeah, that would be... <laughs> that's like your 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 place. So um, it sounds like very glam over the top right now. Yeah, and of yeah. course there are outliers because I want to um, make sure that people understand this. Gal is very personal. Mm-hmm. So just because I think something, oh, that's not very gal, doesn't mean it's not. If it follows the guidelines set for the makeup, mm-hmm. then it's gal, regardless of what I think of it. So my style of gal is very, very different from what I would say... Um, a pretty well-known American gal, Miu. Um, they're very old school. So mm-hmm. we look completely different, but we're both mm-hmm. gal. But yeah, so I would say right now from what I've seen, you know, traveling across the country, <laughs> um, meeting all these different gals, usually Kuro is what Americans are all about. Okay, interesting. That makes sense. So we're going to get to our submitted question by our Patreon subscriber, Yolanda Hill. Thanks, Yolanda. Hi, Yolanda. (laughs) (laughs) Um, When you were just starting out in J Fashion, was there already a community in your area? If so, what were some things that drew you into that particular one? If not, what steps did you take to build one? Okay, so this question actually has two answers that are the opposite of each other. (laughs) Um, (laughs) When I started Gyaru and started wearing it religiously, I guess Mm -hmm. one would say, there was a uh, overall Chicago Gyaru calm. But unfortunately, I didn't really get along with most of them. Mm. So that was not a community that I would consider myself a part of, would not have tried becoming a part of, um, just based on, you know, sometimes people's personalities don't get along. Right. Nobody's fault. Just, just, just how it is. style doesn't mean exactly they best friends and all that. Yeah. Yeah, just because me and the same, you know, a person on the train are wearing the same shirt doesn't mean we're going to be best friends. Right. We just both like the same shirt. Right. So, yes, there was a Gyarukam but there was not a general J fashion community. There was also mm-hmm. a Lolita community yeah, in Chicago. Yeah, very strong here. Yeah, yes, extremely strong. Been going very, you know, strong for, I think, probably 15 years at yeah. this point, mm-hmm. if not longer. But as far as a general J fashion com where everyone was welcome, whether you were Lolita, Decora, Fairy K, Gothic, anything like that, there was nothing like that. Mm-hmm. And I was really inspired by the Harajuku Fashion Walk Mm -hmm. in Harajuku, um, led by Junyan. Because it seemed, I don't know, it was just so inspiring to see people decide, you know, I'm going to let the world know that I'm here and that this is what I wear and yeah. I'm never going to let them stop me. Like, that, there was something yeah, about that. Yeah, it's almost that. like, it's not a protest, but it's like, you know, it's a, it's a march. It's just like, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like, we are here. We dress weird, and you're going to have to deal with this. <laughs> right. There's more than one of us. Yeah, exactly. And I kind of took that idea, and um, I reached out to a former gal in Chicago. Her name is Leisha. And she let me know that um, there was one plan, the alternative Mm -hmm. fashion walk, where I think that one, it was more geared towards American alternative fashion. So like Mm -hmm. punk and goth and that sort of thing. Like very, it had a more of an American focus. Um, I went to that. Yes, that's where we met. (laughs) Yep. Um, and it was pretty small. I think, if I recall correctly, it might have been seven or eight people. It was pretty yeah. small. And it was raining. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> it was raining, and we walked from the Bean up Michigan Avenue. And I remember I had to leave um, early, mm-hmm. so I didn't get to finish off. Um, but doing that and meeting Kamila and Simon and Leisha and, you know, a few other 
J fashion and enth- not J fashion enthusiasts, but regular fashion enthusiasts, mm-hmm. it kind of was like, okay, wow, there are like other people in Chicago because Chicago is a very boring fashion city. Mm-hmm. I love my city. Yeah. I would never trade it for anything in the world. Right. But in the winter, everybody's wearing blue jeans and a black top. Mm-hmm. Right. Everyone, it's like a it's like a mem- a memo went out. Yeah. And was like, okay, this is what we're wearing for the season. <laughs> Maybe sometimes if you get closer to an arts school you see some change like yeah. around here it's just like oh I'll see some people with different color hair but it's not usually like bam like it's exactly. kind of just like they got a little bit of flair but. exactly <laughs> but it's not a, a whole like wow you yeah. know here's fashion in yeah. your face mm-hmm. but to know that there were people out there that had the same fashion interest in me it was very also inspiring and I took that idea, you know, with Leisha's permission, and I did Harajuku Fashion Walk Chicago. And I expected maybe like five people, ten people, like the alternative fashion walk. But I believe there were 25 to 30 people at the first fashion walk. And there were all sorts of people. We had Gyaru, we had Fairy K, Decora. I remember Kamilo was um, pastel goth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had punk. We had. We even had people who weren't dressed up, but just really loved fashion yeah. and mm-hmm. wanted to come out. Which yeah. I was like, yes, that's exactly what and we. And we want. had a few photographer type people there too. Yeah. Exactly. So this was a bigger response than I think I'd ever really imagined. Mm-hmm. And we walked from the John Hancock building on North Michigan Avenue to the Bean, and then that's where we took pictures. And the response from pedestrians and people passing us on the street was very, very positive. Yeah. Much more positive than you might have expected for Chicago, even though, you know, we're a polite Midwestern city. Mm-hmm. It was extremely well-received. People wanting to, like, take pictures of us and... Yeah, um, and not in a mocking yeah, way, like yeah. you might be used to mm-hmm. when you're in J-Fashion. Yeah, like, like trying to sneak a picture or something exactly. like that. Yeah. like, oh, hey, you guys are dressed really cool. Like, yeah, can what I take is a picture for? with you guys or <laughs> exactly. something like that? It was very, very fun. But I took that inspiration from Harajuku Fashion Walk in Harajuku and kind of turned it into Kawaii Rebels Club today, which is yeah. just a general J fashion community for everyone in Chicago to come into and leave as they please just to get their little fashion fix whenever they need it. Um, That's what we're here for. So our next question is, uh, what do you suggest to people who live far away from a J fashion community, whether it's way out in the country or they just don't have the access to it? In that situation, I would say that the internet, the internet is your most powerful tool because when you are let's say like my friend CO in Grove Oklahoma which is yeah how did you guys truly (laughs) banjo country when I went to go you know see her for her birthday there were I've never seen a darkness like that before at (laughs) night (laughs) Mm -hmm. um my favorite app at the moment for J Fashion communities is not Facebook as much as people want to promote the Facebook groups. It is actually called Amino. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I've heard a few things about it. Yeah. It depends like which community. Yeah. There are communities for basically every alternative fashion that you could um think of. What's nice about the community is everyone is very, very supportive, but not in a disingenuous way where you post something and maybe it's your first Lolita coordinate or Mm -hmm. your first, you know, try at Yami Kauai Mm -hmm. um, where, you know, the people are like, oh, you look great. Oh, this is amazing. Like, oh, I love Mm -hmm. your socks or whatever. And you're just looking for help. You Mm -hmm. know you don't look what you like, what you want to look Mm -hmm. like. You're just looking for help, but nobody's giving it to you Mm -hmm. because everybody's like, oh, you look amazing. Yeah. On Amino, it's very interesting because I feel like people will not interact with your post unless they absolutely want to. And when they do, they give you great advice Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or they'll reach out to you in like the chats and, you know, give you lots of inspiration pictures or links or that sort of thing. It's a very friendly community in a way that I haven't really seen anywhere else on the Internet before. Right. 
of course, Facebook. Everybody uses Facebook. But I definitely, I don't think I could recommend it enough for finding others who are also looking for friends in the fashion when you might be in a very isolated position. Yeah, like the Facebook groups, they're not usually a place where you can like, you necessarily make friends with people. It's just like you'll just see different news updates. Like it's kind of like a little bit more updated and just like, oh, yeah, there's this new thing coming out. Cool, cool. Or like you're scrolling through and you're like, oh, that person looks cool. Yeah, like... Oh, I've seen that person before. Exactly. <laughs> right, right. But it's not, like, intimate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting because um, really the only amino that I am active in is the Gyaru amino, and it has about 600 members. Wow. But it feels very, very, very intimate. Mm-hmm. You feel like you're just talking to your friends. Even if you've never, you know, seen this person post before, you're just mm-hmm. like, oh, that's very cute. Oh, you should try this. It's very friendly. When you suggest something, oh, try a different eyebrow shape or try a different contour shape, no one feels attacked. Mm-hmm. Right. It, you know that it's coming from like a place of I want you to look exactly how you want to look. Right. Yeah. That's yes. the thing about getting like criticism or like help with your outfits. Like you always want to make sure that it's like someone that has a similar vision, like knows yeah. where you're coming from and where you're trying to get to. Because sometimes people will just say random stuff and it's just like, I'm not trying to get to that. Like, that's not what I'm going for here. So then it's not helpful. But that's really nice that, like, first, the relationships feel so, like, close that it's not, like, attacking or, or coming from, like, you didn't do this right sort of place. It's just really trying to, like... Like, oh, I see you're trying to do this thing. I think it would be really cool if you tried this or Mm -hmm. something like that. Exactly. And then I think when you find an internet community that you can build off of, be it on Amino, on Facebook, some people myself i've found some sort of community on 4chan as weird as that wow. is. yeah once you have that you must first get over the fear of reaching out to other people because i can promise you if they are in the community they want to be reached out to mm-hmm. so once you're comfortable mm-hmm. reaching out with people and you know talking to people and even inboxing them privately you know mm. showing them something you bought or asking for their opinion on something like that then when you go from there start to find people who are in your state you know this is american centric of course but mm-hmm. finding people who are in your state or your general region because you would be absolutely surprised at the amount of people who are willing to travel for their fashion mm-hmm. right. um, like i mentioned earlier uh, myself and my circle member, CO, have both driven 11 to 12 hours to see each other to do gal things and have a great gal weekend. Yeah. And then we drive 11 hours the other way. <laughs> or earlier this year, we drove to St. Louis, six hours away, yeah. just to see each other and to hang out with other gyaru. And then, of course, you know, I've this past year been to Washington, D.C. Right. and Pittsburgh for fashion. Wasn't necessarily for Gyaru fashion, but it was for J fashion. And I traveled to these places to meet these people, to interact, you know, and that sort of thing. So you'd be absolutely amazed at the amount of people who are willing Mm -hmm. to travel to you. So yeah, you might live in the middle of Nebraska, but there might be somebody who lives in Kansas City, Missouri, where that's not so far away and they're willing to come out. And from there, that's when you are able to build a community that you probably never would have imagined could exist just by reaching out. Definitely look on the internet. Just type in, like, Fairy K, Amino, Facebook group, yeah. you know, or whatever, till you find some place where you feel comfortable and then go from there. Oh, it's good to know about the Amino groups because I was wondering about it. Like, I'm just like, are they active? Yeah. Are they the same as the Facebook groups? Because, like, I know personally, I believe there's, like, a Discord chat for some J Fashion stuff. I'm sure oh, there's, yeah, there's several. Discord too. Um, but, like, I always get overwhelmed with it because there are always, like, a bunch of channels and I don't know where to go. I don't know which ones I want to do. So I'm hoping... Like, I'm probably going to download it after this and check it out. The best way I could describe Amino is like a fandom-specific Tumblr. 
So the way you post is not like Facebook where it's like a small status update or whatever. It's a blog post. Oh, okay. So you have your own little blog within that amino that people can go through and see all of your posts from before. And you can post links, videos. You can make like a little wiki page of your favorite yeah of your favorite anything your favorite anything at all it could be whatever as long as it's within whatever the amino is about of course and people can repost what you've like posted you know in that reblog feature and that sort of thing but with amino you're not interacting with other fandoms Mm -hmm. you are just within that fandom for the gyaru amino i'm only seeing things that are gal now, if I want to go see just general alternative fashion, I can go to that amino and see it. But if I just want to see Gal, that's all I'll see. And that's nice. Yeah, so that kind of lends itself to that feeling of casualness with a bit of closeness. Because if you think about it, you know, when you meet somebody on the street and they love J fashion and you love J, you're like, oh my God, <laughs> right. we're friends forever right now. <laughs> What's your Twitter? What's your Facebook? What's your Instagram? I right. love you, you know? Yeah. So it's similar. That camaraderie you feel with just regular fandoms mm-hmm. is like magnified in Amino. Oh, that's really good. What do you suggest to people trying to build their own J fashion community? From what I have learned in these, I would say, past four years, um, from the very first Harajuku Fashion Walk, Chicago, up to now, being known as Kauai Rebels Club, Mm -hmm. um, my most important tool has been, I'm trying to figure out what the best way, what the best word is to use for this, but diplomacy. I don't know if you've noticed, but... It has been an active goal of mine to be very neutral in most things online. Right. And if I do have a problem, I take it to the DMs or I just talk (laughs) Rob's ear off (laughs) um, with all of my gripes about whatever the situation is. But Mm -hmm. I don't air everything out online anymore. And that's because Mm -hmm. when you're trying to build a local community, an online community, your reputation will always precede you. Of course, there's always going to be people that don't like us. You know, that's just life. But of course, if there are more people out there when you, you know, someone asks you, oh, yeah, I've been really getting into J fashion lately. I would rather there be nine people out there who go, oh, my friend Raina absolutely has like Kauai Rebels Club and you should check this out. She's so Mm -hmm. nice and you should message her. I'd rather have nine people say that than nine people go, yeah, Raina can definitely like talk somebody's ear off and she's definitely like a Rottweiler, like whenever something goes wrong, you know. You want people to feel safe coming to you. Exactly. Especially when you're trying to take a leadership role in that Mm -hmm. way. You definitely don't want to be divisive anymore. And so that's been like a, I guess, tangible goal of mine to not no longer be a divisive person. (laughs) (laughs) But that that is extremely important, as well as being able to get over any sort of social anxiety you may have. Mm. Simply because, you know, when it's time to have an event, whether you're having it out in the public or you are having it in a private space um with private spaces you need to be able to talk you know and tell them what you're doing and you know sometimes it's a little weird you know yeah we dress weird and we need a place to be yeah that's true (laughs) you know um yeah we're just a convention of weird dressers basically you know Mm -hmm. you got to be able to spin that and make it sound like something they want to have in their event space and then even at the actual event you'll always notice someone who's off to the side by themselves because they came by themselves and they don't know anyone right So as the event organizer, community leader, you need to be able to go up to these people and go, thank you so much for coming. Oh, my goodness. What's your name? How did you find out about us? Like, are you here by yourself? Oh, my goodness. You're not here by yourself anymore. Now you're here with me. Yeah, like your style is, you know, similar to this person. Like, oh, maybe you you guys can talk. You almost need to have the skill or not even the skill. Just be willing to learn how to become someone's best friend instantaneously. (laughs) Even if it's just for those five minutes so yeah being very personable and diplomatic are your two most important things when you are creating this community whether you want it to be just you and five other people 
or eventually something very big beyond yourself. Great. Yeah. Well, that wraps up uh, this episode of OK Podcast. Thank you so much, Raina, for joining us. You're very welcome. (laughs) If you are a patron of ours, we are going to have Raina on for our patron content for a little mini interview for a lot of things that we feel. And it's juicy. Yes. A lot of questions (laughs) that we think a lot of people want to ask a gal. So this is like gal 101 stuff that we're probably going to be covering very exciting i'm glad and (laughs) we'll also be doing a review of our experience at the azaki bisco fickle wish event we went to in la Mm -hmm. so nice you're gonna want to can't wait to hear (laughs) (laughs) all right until next time this has been okay podcast my name is hayden my name is kamila and my name is (laughs) reina we'll see y'all next month have a good one bye bye